Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights, a comic book and pop culture podcast. I'm Justin. Adam's over there remote in another state. Which state are you in? I am in, in whichever state doesn't have reliable internet service, which at the there moment is Illinois. I am I am about two hours south of Chicago in one of the most tech forward towns in the Midwest. And I can't use Google at the moment. But I think I'm good <laughs> it's, now. It's insane. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, Adam's living the why the last man, uh, you know, infrastructure's dying and he's yes. out, you know, trying to try to record a podcast remotely. And it's just not working. <laughs> it really is. It's it's just a weird, more boring version of the apocalypse than we were brought up on. It's the one where like stores are closing, shelves are empty, and my internet doesn't work real well. Well, I mean, we, we lived that last week when the, when was it uh, last Thursday or whatever when the internet, the Facebook or whatever day when, when, when yes. Facebook went down, and it was like the apocalypse for people. People yeah. were like, "What the hell is going on right now? We can't get on Facebook." <laughs> I think the reason that scares people so much is because they realize how much we rely on an infrastructure that we have zero control over. And Mm -hmm. it's not even just shutting down. They could just turn that shit off if they wanted to. And like, oops. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's sad that the the two of the top three social media networks out there are owned by the same people. So like Instagram and Facebook are owned by the same people. So their servers are the same, or at least their clusters are the same. So I love it. Twitter's user account went way up because everybody goes to Twitter oh, yeah. to find out why internet went or why the Facebook is Facebook down. People are tweeting on Twitter, which is amazing. On Twitter, like, yes. I love it. Did you see the tweet from a, from a Twitter's official account, which was like, hello, yeah. everybody. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome. Welcome everybody. And WhatsApp's Twitter account put it at them. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. But uh, we're here to record. You know, Adam um, took off to see some family, which is great. And we wanted to get this episode out because last week was the uh, end of What Ifs season one on Disney Plus, which was amazing. The season as a whole, I think, was amazing. But we're going to discuss that. Obviously, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the uh, conglomerate of social media out there. Exactly. And, and unless it's not this- working, exactly. Which is funny because I did have, I, I scheduled a lot of like random posts for certain days and, uh, you know, Facebook's post went fine because I guess when they got servers back up, Facebook came back before Instagram. And so Instagram's post didn't get posted. And I was like, yeah, yep. whatever. Not a big deal. Not the end of the world. <laughs> so we, uh, you know, if it's available, follow us on Facebook and Instagram yes, and all please. that stuff. But uh, also subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Just search for us on there. So what I wanted to do a little bit here is Adam and I are going to go over like a basic overarching review of the season. And that's why, you know, Adam and I are not really into reviewing each individual episode. I mean, no. obviously you and I talk as friends, just generically about, Hey, do you see, did you see that recent episode? It was amazing. Yep. This happened, that happened. But like overall, like I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of each individual X episode. That's just, I think no, too much, honestly. So we'll go over the overarching season, nine episodes. Yep. Uh, but what I want to do is in this time, give a shout out to our friends at friends from work podcast. Cause they did go over every episode as they were released. So when episode one came out, they had an episode come out that week and so on for nine weeks. So we're not going to go into the nitty gritty of each one, but we're going to go over overarching. But if you want the nitty gritty, I don't have a problem. Go over and listen to their podcast at Absolutely. friends from work or at the FFW podcast on all, all the uh, social medias, but also on Apple and Spotify. Look for that because that they do go over the nitty gritties yep. of every episode, the nuances and the positives and negatives and all that stuff. So we're not going to go over each individual episode. So do that if you want that. Right. This is just an overarching, you know, thing. I, 
I guess as a positive for the show, if we went over every overarching detail, it would take us like a week to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes, which absolutely. Is a testament to how good of a show it is. Yes, and then we 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 cover a wide variety of pop culture and comic books. So that's the difference between our podcast here at Capes and Tights and someone like our friends, uh, you know, Robbie and Kyle right. over at Friends from Work. It's because they only cover the MCU TV and movies. Right. So they can do week to week and that's all they're basing their whole series on. Whereas us, we're trying to cover a bunch of different gauntlets of, uh, of pop culture. So it's harder for us to take nine weeks out of our podcast and just go over one television show. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I will say is the cool thing about MCU's Disney plus Marvel things is that they're basically doing it like a nine part movie. So like there's a created by or showrunner AC Bradley that did all nine episodes for the first season. They were all directed by Brian Andrews as a whole. So like you get that consistency that you might not get in like network television or even some of these streaming television episodes. Cause you know it when you watch CSI, for example, I'm just gonna give a random show. Each individual episode is directed by a different person, written by a different right. person, uh, produced by a different person, create, you know, there's obviously a showrunner of sorts, but like each right. episode has a different team that runs it. And that's because they can, write in because it's week to week and for a long like 20 episodes they can overlap so like episode one's director might might direct episode six but that's why they can plan on episode one then continue working on episode six while the other people working on the other episodes right these were filmed more like a movie where it's like they were all filmed or i should say drawn <laughs> art um and then the same director and same showrunner for each one of them which is awesome i think i think it's a cool way of doing it I do. I think, and I think it's interesting to note that because, you know, there are sh a lot of shows that fall into that trap of one of the writers, directors is so markedly better and different that the other ones are, are not quite, don't feel right. Like for instance, I'll throw one out there. Doctor Who's always been like that. The ones that are excellent are amazing. The ones that are directed by some different directors sometimes are total duds. So yeah, I thought that was a great way to do it. And even in Mandalorian, like in season two of Mandalorian, right. you could tell which episodes were directed by Taika Waititi towards the oh end because you could just tell his his humor was put into it, which wasn't in some of the other episodes. So you can see that like, and not in a bad way, but some obscure episode just gets like thrown off of the normal feel of the show because a different director is directing the film, yep. the, the episode. So I liked it. I think they did that with most of the shows like WandaVision and um, Captain, uh, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, whatever that one was called, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They did yep. all those are different, same thing. And I think they're going forward, going to be doing that. It's like one big movie, but split up into episodic episodes. Yep. Um, before I go any further, have you seen Squid Game yet? I have not seen Squid Game. Have you? I we're on episode six now. My wife. Oh and I, man! So it's 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 unbelievable. But like, so it's definitely worth watching. I just want to let you know. I haven't talked to Adam about it yet, and I wanted to point it out. It's 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 messed up, dude. It's messed up. It's crazy how it's number one episode, a number one TV show in the world ever, and yep. it just shows the the state of mind that most of us are in the world right now. <laughs> that's what we want to watch: is some messed up yeah. game show thing uh, that's uh, dubbed and subtitled, so it's not even in English, which is crazy. So, um, yeah. back to I keep hearing great things about it. I mean, at some point, you're if you don't watch it, you're going to be the only person who hasn't seen it because of how you've seen it so far. <laughs> I just got to convince my in-laws to watch Squid Games. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's also, we're watching it with English dubbing, uh, but we have the subtitles on. But the problem, I guess, the biggest thing is the subtitles don't match the English dubbing. The subtitles are like 
slightly off, meaning that like there's certain words they say, you know, sure. Uh, at one point someone calls someone a bitch and it says wench on the subtitles and they say bitch. Sure. So there's these weird like things that are different. Uh, I've heard that some people say leave the Korean voices so that you don't, the, the talking's not off and just read the subtitles. I've had other people say, turn the subtitles off completely. Just watch the dubbing or listen to the yeah. dubbing. It, it, the problem with dubbing to me is it sounds like the guys in a studio recording. Voices, oh yes. Which is not the same as yep. it would be if it was, you know, recorded on a, on a set. So that's the problem I have. Otherwise sometimes I'm like on my phone. So I want the audio. And that's, that's my problem is I find that I so often, like when I'm watching a show like that, I'm doing it while I'm working. Yeah. And so I have it on and I can keep track, but if I have to look up to read subtitles, I'm done. Yeah. So, so, but there's no subtitles or there is subtitles if you need subtitles for the, the what if TV show. But right. uh, speaking of, so, so let's go continue on with that. I just, that was a side little yeah. sidebar there, but I just wanted to say, I loved it. And I want to make sure I brought it up there. People should watch it. It's fun. It's different. Yep. That's on Netflix. Um, season one consisted of nine episodes. It filmed uh, first one came out August 11th. And the last one came out, like I said, last Wednesday, August, October 6th. It's 93% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics and 94 on uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty, pretty high for, a, for an animated TV show. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and season two has been announced, but yet no date yet what's going to happen yeah. on there. So, um, but yeah, so it would start off quickly. I want to just start off with, with um, the animation, the animation to me looked like comic books come to life. And that was the coolest it part did. to me of the whole series. Yep. It, it just looked re- like I was like honestly opening a page of a comic book. And then it was like, if you just opened it up and it started to animate itself and, and, and play, yeah. um, that's what it looked like to me. And that to me made it stand apart from like, I don't know, the Spider-Man and its amazing friends kind of TV show or the X-Men yeah. animated show from the nineties. It's like, those look like cartoons. This is more yeah. to me, look like hand-drawn art from a comic book, which is really cool. It set it apart to me. Hey, that was, we, we've talked about it several times i mean in my notes here one of the first things i have is the animation because it's we talked about like dc comics before Mm -hmm. doing animation and they they're great and they're kind of owned that part of the market but i feel like this is like such a higher evolution of animation than they did that unless they figure something out like this is the new because i'm like you Mm -hmm. it felt like a triple a live action movie and a comic book at the same time and i love the stuff they can do because you don't have to worry about CGI budgets or special effects. I mean, yeah, I, it, it's fantastic. I looked up, was it Stephen Frank is the mm. series animation supervisor of many, many, many animators. But again, you see that singular vision coming through and not a bunch of people arguing over what it's going to look like. It, it definitely had that, that, that in-between major motion picture film real life thing in animation and it's to me now the, the the level of animation for in my book is like the spider-verse into the spider-verse level yep. of animation like the whole mixed uh media animation yep. then this and then all the rest of the animation that you see yep. for comic book related things obviously they weren't going to do the spider-verse style because that took them years right so a nine episode series on disney plus yep. isn't going to be one of those ones they're going to work years on uh, for subscription fees, not yeah. actual like motion picture, major motion picture. Where they Although that's a s- solid point that the, the Spider-Verse really like is where Marvel came out like guns blazing with the animation. So we should say this is a great follow-up to that yeah. because man, that was something outstanding too. And so 
the series is all animated. It's about half an hour-ish episodes each, which were great. I think, um, you know, let's do some big picture things to start off with. I just mentioned yeah. the anim animation. I think the idea behind What If, like when they announced this show, uh, um, you know, was back in 2000, early 2020 or early or late yeah. 2019, that this show to me was going to be like, oh my God, I can't wait. Because I love the What If comic books, the idea behind yeah. what if something happens and it was different. I do think that if we just go down to a little bit, it's like episodes one, two, three, four, five, uh, maybe even yep. six. The first six episodes to me were like stellar. Um, oh yeah. Like, like to the point where I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Then it started to slightly trail off to me a little bit with Thor. You know, Thor was the only child's thing Yeah, in his part, you know, quote unquote party Thor. So now we have fat Thor from Thor Ragnarok. Right. You know, or uh, Ragnarok. Um, infinity war and then we have um you know thor party thor uh from this yep. show and then the ultron episode where he you know is all powerful and so on and so forth and kind of twisted some things and then the last episode where it brought some things together in the guardians of the multiverse what i will say is i was hoping for a standalone series of nine episodes that were not interconnected at all that they're all their own individual universes yep. of the multiverse. So you have like, what if Captain Carter was were the first Avengers? So what if Captain Carter actually took the serum instead of yep. Steve Rogers? Bam. That's one multiverse that you pay attention to for this specific episode. And then we leave it at that. You don't see her again. The next episode, the child becomes Star-Lord. That's that series. I mean, because if there's an infinite number of multiverses, there's no reason for them to even over overlap and connect. I do think they felt like they were forced as a series, as a TV show that you have to have some sort of like reason to watch them all. Right. And that's why they kind of went to episode nine with like a culmination of a bunch of different multiverses. Uh, but I just felt like the, the comics themselves don't interconnect at all. It's like one issue is this and then one issue is that and so on and so forth. And so I felt like they could do that for everybody. Like you can turn on episode four and watch that and not have to worry about watching episode three yeah. or five or nine. But I felt if you watch nine, you have to watch all of them. So it's just, right. to me, I wish they would have done something more along those lines if I had to have like a, a downside to this. And then yep. I said, like I said, if it, if anything, it trailed off towards the end. Like it was like yep. the sh last episodes were great. They were absolutely excellent. They just weren't the epitome that I thought like the, the, the Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. The, right zombies episode, or if the child became star Lord episode, those episodes are like, the best episodes in my opinion. And so yeah. I really wish that they had done that more and not trying to make them all be interconnected in a way that makes any right. sense. Yeah. The, um, I guess too, just, I mean, I, this, as we are talking about this, I guess we saw Gamora in, in episode nine as part of the guardians of the multiverse. Yep. Supposedly they were supposed to be like 10 or 11 episodes in this season, but because yeah. of the pandemic, they had to cut a couple. And I guess that's why she was in one of the other episodes that got cut. And that's why we just first saw her in episode nine because they, she was supposed to be introduced as a different character in our other right. episodes. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was watching a, a podcast where they were reviewing. It's one of the big ones I forget, but um, that his speculation too was like wondering if, they made that one and then they were like oh man that's gonna be better for season two mm -hmm. or let's hold off till we get something settled with ip which who knows his argument was that like it was the pandemic sure but this is animation so you probably yeah. could have still got in the studio even remotely in a good setup i mean granted they probably don't do the remote for something that high caliber yeah. but 
Uh, but it's, it was weird. I mean, that, that Gamora scene popping up with strange, like, Sakaar, Iron yeah. Man, Hulkbuster was... That's where it gets hard, I think, with the MCU sometimes, because if you weren't really into it, like, so, you know, you and I even following, yeah. you would have no idea how to piece that together, because that's a lot of weird stories coming together. So I think that's going to use something they use to connect us to season two. Absolutely. And I definitely think that there is more to discover. Cause again, I personally always have thought about, I can't think of the top of my head, a Marvel one that I thought about when I was younger, but like a, a what if this happened, I have yep. thought about other things in life. Like what if this or someone, when this started coming up a lot of podcasts and things, well, what would you do for a what if episode? Not just, comic books right. but in general and i was yep. thinking i thought this morning when i was waking up what if freddie mercury hadn't died you know what i mean like that what, what right. would the story of queen be in the history of it would they be still on the road like rolling stones had been right. and, and all that stuff if those are the kind of things that say what if a lot of what ifs become political <laughs> like what if trump didn't get elected or exactly. what if you know barack didn't get elected for a second term or what those are usually the ones i think about because of how different the world had yep. been or what if we had better lockdown procedures at the beginning of the pandemic all those things right or what ifs that i always think about but if i took political things out of the way i was trying to think of what i would do for a what if and a lot of them have been covered like a lot of those what if wolverine didn't yep. get the you know this that, that was one actually kevin smith said on his podcast what if wolverine wasn't a mutant what if logan did never became a mutant or didn't have the mutant right. gene how i was gonna follow this short canadian dude <laughs> and want to see what his life would be like he'd still be grumpy and yep. quick to anger and all that crap uh, you know, what would he be like as a non-mutant? Stuff right. like that. Um, so they could explore so many different things in season two and then on and on. They could, they could make this episode, mainly because it's animated. You could do yeah. this for 15 seasons every year as a new one that bases the what-ifs off of movies and TV shows that yeah. have been released in the previous year because that was the only rule, I guess. AC Bradley was on the Friends from Work podcast and they had mentioned... The only rules really were you can't introduce a new person. So you can't just be like, here is a new character. Here's Wolverine. Wolverine couldn't come into what if, because they want to have that obviously for the major motion pictures. Of course. The other thing is you couldn't interact with the star Wars universe. (laughs) Like they couldn't just be like, all of a sudden I know we're like, here's Luke Skywalker. (laughs) And so have you seen the, have you seen the speculation though, that uh, Mustafar is one of the planets when, I mean, there's no, evidence to say that's necessarily anything Correct. other than a very vague nod but i was like you i was like oh man let's not bring star wars into this yes thing. well i mean hypoth- <laughs> hypothetically if we're a multiverse there's oh, yeah. no such thing as actual mutants and, and superheroes in the earth we live in right now right but we could be a multiverse where there is there's people in this world named tony stark like there's got to be a person in this universe named tony stark who doesn't have billions of dollars who doesn't have the iron man tech so we are technically a multiverse sure. of these multiverses. We're just the one without mutants and human uh, superheroes in it. So like, which it's I, possible that Star Wars universe is a multiverse yeah. of the Marvel universe. The DC universe yeah. is a multiverse of the Marvel yeah. multiverse because it's just another universe in the timeline that we live. And I, I, that's something I wrote a bunch in my notes. And I mean, this has been true since the first comic books, but I think a big point, like a, you know, like you said, a big kind of like pulled back picture of this, the watcher, Two has always been a stand-in for us, the yeah. comic reader. Like we can watch all of these stories, but we can't interfere. 
even when they don't make sense and they don't all line up, that's not really for us to understand. It's just for us to watch. And I think that alone translated just to one season of what if was huge because it brought in that kind of meta aspect of Mm -hmm. you're a part of this too. I mean, you're a watcher of your own. And I think we've said before that if the MCU too is looking for a moment to kind of fix things, refigure things, you only get a couple of times to do that or people stop trusting you. So doing it this way is they're going all out and saying Mm -hmm. like, we're going to the extreme, like everything's broken. But like I said, I think by having the watcher be there, it makes, it makes it feel like that's okay because you're watching too. So I just, I thought that part about it was, I've always loved the watcher. The watcher is one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time. And the art behind the watcher and in, in comic oh. books they, they, that they transitioned into the, yes. to the TV show is the idea that he's got that space, like he's the outline of his body, but you see him just yes. watching from space. That to me has always been fascinating to me. Like that, that would be a badass tattoo for me to get is the idea that he's just like there, but like not. I, yes. I think that they have done such an amazing job with animating him into the background. Mm-hmm. Like, they, So the Watcher, if anybody doesn't know, and, and you've watched, if you have watched the show, obviously you're probably not going to listen to a what if review if you haven't watched the sh- show. And obviously we've spoiled some things here. Uh, we could have left the spoiler thing at the beginning, but like, uh, I can't, I can't keep track of your lives, people. No, if you don't want to be spoiled. Don't listen to a review of an episode yet. Like, just just watch the shows and then listen to this. Um, but Jeffrey Wright plays the Watcher in yes. the TV show What If. Uh, he's been in multiple James Bond movies. He was on Boardwalk Empire, Westworld. Uh, he's about to play another superhero, not superhero, but another in another superhero world. He's in the he's Commissioner Gordon in the Matt Reeves the Batman coming That's out in right. 2022. Uh, but he started as the Watcher. The Watcher's name is also so. There's multiple ways to say this. People online will say it's. I've always known it as Watu, is the name his actual name U A T U. Uh, yep. Other people say U U A T U or U A T U or something like that. I I personally have always seen it as Watu uh, online. If you go even go to the Wikipedia page, the the pronunciation says W A H dash t-o-o so that to me yeah. is watu that sounds um, right to me he's the only person to actually make their debut in this tv show like he's not been yeah. in anything else ever i mean he's technically his debut was when when uh stanley you know they did that the, like the stanley post-credit scene or whatever it was and it was yep. him with but that i mean his let's be honest this is the real like actual like debut of of the watcher uh, he's just ass- assigned to observe Earth and its solar system, not to interfere. Yep. He's just there to watch and, and, and record and, and keep track of what happens in on Earth and so on. Yep. And so that idea of having him narrate the show made it so perfect because like, even mm-hmm. if at the end, and again, spoilers for anybody who doesn't know, at the end where he actually fights in the last two episodes or last yes. episode or second to last episode, he fights. Like he breaks his oath in a sense, like he's not supposed to interfere, but he actually does because yep. he knows that like all of life and all of existence will, will end if he doesn't. And even up to that point, like ju- if you just had him just literally narrate for us, it would make sense. There's no random yep. weird reason to have like some sort of like Morgan Freeman in narrating this TV show just right. in the background because you're in your mind, you're going to go, why the hell is this random voice telling me what happened in this Yep. universe we're in having someone whose job literally is to watch and narrate the world and the universe having yep. him do it it's a perfect role for him and i thought having jeffrey wright's voice do that like he it was perfect for him honestly yep. it was awesome and i think that's back to what you were saying about that because i was like well you and me and everybody i think we're led to think this was a like true anthology standalone episodes but i think what's interesting 
is they actually made it like a story about the Watcher, which again, we don't have time here, but in the comics, like the Watcher exists outside of what if yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there are backstories. If you read them, of course, they can't interfere. But one thing that Watu is known for is constantly interfering yes. and he gets in trouble for it all the time. So this was a great way of kind of bringing that in quickly to people to say the Watcher actually is a very involved, very powerful dude. So I think bringing him in as a standalone character is really fun. And I'm wondering now, I'm wondering if like we will see him, if Jeffrey Wright plays him in the live action movies at some point, like like he's, he's one of the characters. Cause obviously, so we, this other thing that this sold me on when they first came up with this, this show idea was that a bunch of people were going to come back. I mean, originally it was announced that everybody was going to come back and voice their own characters. Obviously that did not happen. There were some characters that didn't, there was no Robert Downey Jr., no Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, uh, Dave Bautista, Chris Pratt, Liv Tyler, William Hurt, Brie Larson, Tom Holland, Jeff Bridges, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Letitia Wright, James Spader, Zoe Zaldana, and more did not come back. So there was a good portion of those. I don't have any problem in my entire life worrying about it not having Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, uh, Liv Tyler, uh, Jeff Bridges, yeah, all those people. It's like, okay, Jeff Bridges is never going to come back, likely in a, in, a, in a film. So, like, why would he sign on to do some sort of small part to play Iron Monger or whatever? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man died. He's moved on. He's yeah. no longer part of the Marvel Universe anymore. Let him let him move on. Uh, Scarlett Johansson obviously also passed away in the movies. So let's like move on. Chris Evans is right. no longer a main character. Like, I understand some of these people who aren't going to be characters anymore. Uh, the Chris Pratt's kind of kind of made me sad. Dave Bautista kind of made right. me sad. Brie Larson, Tom Holland, Gwyneth Paltrow. Letitia Wright's going to have a pretty significant role with yep. Black, or maybe, if she doesn't stop spouting anti-vax rumors. Um, and J- so there's certain, it was always Zaldana. So there's certain characters that I really wish had come back, but it had sold me originally being like, well, yeah, this is part of the MCU. If you could hear, if I hear, you know, Haley Atwell playing Peggy Carter, to me, it's like, okay, this is real. The problem we always yep. get with, why I don't watch a lot of outside of the MCU things a lot of times, like animated shows or so on, is when you listen and hear Captain America on an animated thing, it's not Chris Evans. You're like, that's not Captain America. Right. Because we've been shoved down our throat for the past 10 years, plus Chris Evans is Captain America. That's who we hear in our minds yep. as Captain America. So that was the big selling point originally. So I now lost my train of thought where I was going with this, but the idea that those people came back and did it made it even more yes. impactful to me. And I, I won't go through all of them because I do have a list here. It's like a paragraph and a half of who did come back and voice their characters. Um, so like, obviously like I just mentioned Haley Atwell came back. Um, yep. Ross Marquand did Rudd Skull. You know, there was Sebastian Stan came back, Dick Fury, uh, Samuel L. Jackson came back, Jeremy Renner. And the big one, Chadwick Boseman, did yes. record his voice of uh, Star Lord T'Challa, um, yep. and the sad part is that the season's now over, and this is probably the last time we'll ever hear Chadwick yep. Boseman in an MCU film because he did pass. Um, but I loved how some of these people came back. Some even this, Kurt Russell came back to play like six lines for freaking ego. <laughs> yep. uh, Sean yep. Gunn came back. Uh, oh, Benicio del Toro did the Collector for an episode and a half, like. Like there's yeah. definitely these characters that did not need to come back. Um, I, I think a lot of what you see there are the people that love yeah. comic book roles and the ones that don't come back. Or like you said, probably people that are just like, that was a paycheck, man. I don't yeah. care. 
Exactly. Like, I mean, Josh Brolin played Thanos for an episode, and, and I mean, yep. but he also played Josh Brolin played Thanos before Thanos was actually a main character. Yeah, he was in those post credit scenes. That was actually him as Thanos. So it's like, and he was never really credited for it in the movie because it was a post credit scene. So that was kind of cool. Um, my favorite one though, Seth Green as Howard the Duck, because in that one small scene in it was Guardians of the Galaxy with, with Howard the Duck is at the collector. Yep. And they show Howard the Duck for the first time on like an MCU film. That's Seth Green playing the voice of, of Howard the Duck. So that's even fascinating to me that they, they took that small little one-line thing yep. from a, a, a quick, like just basically like a Easter egg, like a whole, oh, this is pretty cool. Look at Howard the Duck. He's in the MCU now. And they brought Seth Green to come back and have a couple of lines for Howard the Duck in the animated show yep. was perfect to me. I, I, the, the, the idea that he would come on. And if they make an actual Howard the Duck movie or if he's in another movie, Seth Green would be a perfect Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, he would be. Yeah, so, he'd be great. Seth MacFarlane would be really good as a character too. Yeah, be too. Yeah, be awesome. So maybe every, it'll do second season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, man, I just, I really like. I was not expecting what this show mm-hmm. turned out to be, and I'm like you, it was unexpected. So I'm still thinking about it. But man, like, what a! I feel like stuff like What If is what most companies just kind of. We can make a quick buck off this. Like there was a lot of thought put into this and they really, they could have chosen much bigger what if Mm storylines than they did, but they kept it like small and tied it into its own story. Um, Yeah, really, I can't even imagine what they're going to do with the second season. Maybe they'll just lean hard back into the anthology for a while. Well, well, so my thought is also there's no reason and they haven't announced a date yet, but there's no reason the way we live in this world nowadays is like uh, Taylor and I, my wife and I have been watching Mythic Quest on yep. Apple TV Plus and that season three of that, that show might not come out for a couple of years because the guy who creates it is one of the guys from It's Always Sunny and he's filming right. It's Always Sunny season 15 or whatever. So they just said, you know, we'll come out with it when we come out with it. It used to be that like, no, there's it, it, a certain time these things come out. If your TV show is a fall TV show, it comes out in the right. fall every year. And then you have to film it in the summer or the spring and, you know, every year and so on and so forth. Now that these streaming seasons and stuff like that, they, I mean, we could be, season two could be three years from now. Not that it's a problem because oh, yeah. there's no real cliffhanger in a sense because it doesn't, there's not like all of a sudden at the end of the season, you're like, oh my God, I wonder what happened to this. It's like, right. it, it, it kind of wraps itself up a little bit. So the long-term thing is it could be like, do we wait till 12 eight movies come out and then the there's eight episodes that come out plus a couple of the ones they move from season one into season yep. two and it's all about you know shang chi and the eternals and the new spider-man movie and you know like so it's like do they just go off of the new characters they have to build off of right because i mean it's, at some point you have to like tony stark's dead so stop bringing tony stark back into iron man things back into things like they had to go on right. this, this what if season to do that but at some point let's move on from him um yep Chadwick Boseman has now passed, so it's a good standing to stop doing anything with Chadwick Boseman yep. in it. Um, Doctor Strange, obviously, you can continue going on with another Doctor Strange ones. I mean, I don't have a problem with that because there is a new movie coming out. But like, do they just start planning to talk back onto the pre? That's just the recent, most recent films, and do yep. what if Peter Parker didn't have his name blasted over everything and saying it, he's he's Peter Parker is Spider Man at the end right. of the last movie? You know, what if? the snap didn't happen or, you know, 
sure moving on from that and going on to the new films and new tv shows is that where they're gonna go or are they gonna see still keep harping on tony stark and captain america yeah. and you know killmonger and ultron and all i feel like the next season could be two years from now oh absolutely and i would be okay with that like speaking of tony stark is it funny that every episode of tony stark was that he basically died into like he never yes. survived any universe like either the entire universe collapsed yep. in on itself like on the doctor strange one or like he actually died or got eaten by a zombie or so on and yep. i just laughed i'm like okay we, we, we watched tony stark die do we have to watch him die over and over yep. and over and over again it's like god well speaking of tony stark here's a one to be interested kind of your input i just thought yeah. about this morning when i rewatched it but um we have the scene where it's like Sakar, Hulkbuster, yeah. Tony Stark, um, and he's with Gamora, and they're melting down a gl- an infinity gauntlet and all this stuff. But um, there's a great scene where he's basically saying his thing again of how do we put an armor around the world or the galaxy? And he's like, because what if there's another big bad out there? And the sec- and when he says that, you see the Watcher refle- reflection pop up in his armor. Yeah. And Gamora gives this look like, Ugh. and so I'm wondering if we're gonna see like a a Watcher as the bad guy thing, and that was kind of a a hint to that because man, they couldn't have been more focused on that. What if there's another big bad out there? Cue the Watcher. Like, yep. So that would be that would be an interesting storyline, like the bad Watcher. Yes, and there's also an original. I think it's is it the original Sin series that uh the watcher actually someone kills the watcher yeah um and they isn't take his eye thor so that thor goes to the moon and finds his there's a secret yeah. base oh that's i'm guessing I, read, I just typed in original sin and it came up with the bible original sin that's not what well, it's kind of but it's funny actually speaking of that uh, as people know i work for warner brewing company i just got an email this morning from a church asking if we want to advertise in their bulletin for the brewery. And I was like, that's a weird, weird. That is. That's, I mean, I say, why not? Yeah. The story features Nick Fury and the Avengers investigating the murder of Watu, the watcher only to suffer trauma from what they see in his eyes. So yeah, that would be another one where you can say, what if oh, yeah. the watcher died would be a great one too. So like, I definitely think, so this is a playground for people to play in in Marvel Universe. So like you yes. could even let people like, like we had the one director along the way and the one showrunner. What if Taika was like, I want to write an episode of of What If? And let Taika Waititi have fun as hell with the whole thing. Just like he could run he with can have it. a whole season. If yeah, it'd like be cool it. too. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's got enough going on on his plate. But like have James yeah. Gunn write an episode. Have some of these directors yeah. that have done things or writers for yeah. Marvel and the MCU before and have them do it do it as a big fun what ifs and just right. do what if i also wouldn't mind a what if series which is like five episodes long that's what if say zombies for an example what if zombies yeah. in five episodes about zombies and that's it yeah. like they didn't have to do individual episodes about something else like they could also do they could yeah. do what if anything and it gives them an opportunity to do stuff that they can undo or exactly. stuff that they didn't do or did already to undo that and do it again like yeah. you know we saw a bunch more of black widow we saw a bunch more of tony stark they're both yeah. dead in the MCU. Like you said, it could be fun to bring back like guys like Sam Raimi to write an episode and have Toby Maguire come in and voice an alt like you know an alt another universe's Toby yeah. Maguire's Spider Man. Like I would be totally into bringing back the old movies pre MCU mm-hmm. and incorporating them. 
Well, that's the thing is, as we get further along here, we're going to see more X-Men, Fantastic Four. Oh, God, yeah. All that stuff. So, like, we could have this, like, what if Wolverine was an Avenger? And they go back and have Tony Stark, right. you know, or uh, uh, Chris Evans, you know, all those guys, Captain America, Tony Stark, all those people with with Wolverine as that original group. What if that happened? Yep. What would the snap not have happened and so on? So, um, I think it's like a, a playground. They can do whatever they want with it. And I don't have a problem with that. There were some people online that was like, what almost wanted to do a segment on this episode of Google reviews for this TV show, user yep. reviews. And a lot of them were way too long, like long winded. But I think in the future, yeah. if we do this again for like when we do a Shang-Chi review, it'd be fun to read some right. of these ex- obscure, like stupid reviews that mean nothing that are just someone in their basement just, just spouting off because oh, yeah. they can. Um, but a lot of them were just like, they were viewing it as an anti the whole point of the show was like right. well why would you have why would you kill a universe i'm like that's the whole point it's because this they could do right. whatever they want in because it's a different multiverse it's not the one that you're used to so when you see peggy carter or dr strange one where the whole universe collapses in on itself dr strange movie is still coming out in in, in 2022 that wasn't that yeah. universe it was a different universe that yep. it was in so that's the whole point so i wanted to do a little like I don't know if you've ever seen the Amazon reviews Twitter account. Oh gosh. Yes. Where it's like people reviewing things and it was like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it was like something about like, uh, you know, something with animals in the title, but it has nothing to do with animal oh, bowling for Columbine. And they're like, Oh, there's no yes. bowling in this movie. And it's there's like, no bowling in this. <laughs> and so that's what I think. I'd like to find a, find a couple of them and, and feature those, those reviews in the future and just be like, yep. obviously this is stupid, man. Like, why are you complaining about this? But uh, I didn't have time to, to get those together. And a lot of them were like <laughs> paragraphs long. And I'm like, I'm not reading that. Whole oh gosh. Before, People take this very seriously. And once you start, that's the thing that happens with like writers is then everybody gets mad at you because you didn't write what they wanted you to write. Yep. And in that case, just write your own story. But yeah, it is. I, I see that all the time where they're like, I would have done this. I'm like, but you didn't do that. So, um, and you know, while we're, uh, this will be, while we're on kind of people that were nitpicking, I, we always like to find weird um, things that just didn't quite make sense. Maybe you have a better take on yeah. it, but um, you know, super like infinite Ultron at one point, you know, he's fighting them and he's like, I destroy entire galaxies with a thought. And then I thought, why don't you do that then? Yes. Because you're using a robot army and you're going planet by planet, but you just said you could just blink and be done. I mean, Thanos did it. And I think, I mean, and then the what if we assume that Ultron's got it a little more under control, of course, yeah. even than Thanos. So I just kept thinking, well, why didn't you do that? Is that mm-hmm. a, like, I don't know. And maybe you know more as the comic fan. Is that a no. flaw in Ultron or? I, no, I just, I, I honestly think sometimes it's just like the whole idea behind TV shows is like, you know, if you just did this, right? you'd solve the problem or, it, you know, what if you just didn't go in the house, then you wouldn't get shot right. kind of thing. And I think that's the same thing where it's like, these are TV shows. So if they could say that, but yep. if they did that, then there would be no TV show. So like, right. this is a great episode. What if Ultron won? Done. Show's over. Universes yep. are all done and we're, we're moving on. So, you know, a lot of people, that's the problem a lot of people have with this, this, this whole series. Like up until episode seven, when, when Ultron won in episode eight, it's like, okay, at yep. this point, like, well, where was this? Like, why didn't he stop Thanos in the first place kind of thing before he had all the stones? Like, it seemed like he could have right. probably stopped Thanos and didn't. And so, like, there was this whole back and forth, like, well, what if this, well, why didn't he do this? Like, why was right. this? And so, 
that's where people started to start to deteriorate a little bit. And, I, and again, it could be pandemic induced where it's like, oh shit, we've got to like wrap this up and figure something out. And they just Absolutely. quickly did something. And that's how it was. Um, the other one was, so there's the guardians of the multiverse, right? Yes. You saw the power and abilities of the watcher in episode eight when he fights Ultron. And so the, well, the watcher creates the guardians of the multiverse and grabs all these people. First of all, yeah. why didn't they grab um, Spider-Man? Spider-Man seemed like he had some abilities. He yep. could have helped. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, why wasn't he on the team? If the oh, watcher I, has the yep. powers and abilities of what he has, he grabs all these other scrubs in a sense compared to him. And he could have just fought yeah. just as hard against that. But he, st- I broke my, oh, I'm going to step back. Like he's breaking his oath because he's helping create this team to fight yeah. this thing. And he's interfering in that way. We, but if you're going to do that, you might as well just interfere the whole way and, and actually fight with them. I know. And I'm trying to think now, I guess that's kind of on brand for the watcher because <laughs> he was like, well, if I assemble all of these weirdos, it causes a chain of events mm-hmm. that at least lets us isolate the stones. Yeah. And then I can say like, I didn't really do anything because I think they are toying with, which is a great in the comic. Like, you don't really know if the Watcher can be trusted, even yes. in the comics. Like, he's he's not a bad guy, but he's not what we think of as a good guy either. He's basically a god. That- well, he's, he, he, you have to have no moral compass too, because you, you're watching all these people yes. die. Like, he yep. watched the snap happen. He watched it and didn't interfere at yep. all. And he watched all these people die. So you kind of be like, well, this guy's kind of a sociopath. Like. He's just watching people yep. get annihilated and not caring. And it's like, and he could stop something. Like he could have helped, but he didn't. Right. And it's like, okay, I understand there is a, like he obviously has a reasoning behind it. Like you have to be some sort of like disconnected being has no more, but then you see it, then you see his moral yep. clump compass and say, okay, now he wants to help. He doesn't want to destroy, or destroy everything. Cause he knows that in a sense that if Ultron destroys the entire everything yeah. then he also gets destroyed so then he's selfish in that aspect that he likely wants to stop everything from happening yep. so that he doesn't die and so there's this whole like it is he's at this ambiguous like do you like him do you not like him like i yeah. like him because i like him from the I love books, it. I think it's, and yeah. i like jeffrey wright as the as the actor but like i it's he's that he's the negan of walking dead where he's like he's the villain that you want to like yeah. and so like he's this like obscure person god feet creature that that should have been happening right. all along and doesn't help that you want to like which i guess is as i'm you know keep thinking to is fascinating you and i've talked about just personally that it's kind of a big task to take all of these mcu viewers and move them into the larger marvel celestial universe mm-hmm. because it's huge and i think for a lot of people they would be like okay you lost me so this yeah. is a good way because you know there's little things like for any viewers that don't like there's a whole race of watchers Yes, which is terrifying in and of itself, because like you said, they can go toe to toe with infinite Ultron. So like it, I think it gets people's wheels turning of like, oh man, like the human superheroes are tiny compared to what's out there. Cause this show definitely, I think blew things open as far as how big the MCU is. Yes, absolutely. And, this, and again, they, they said originally, it's so funny. They, it could have just been marketing. You have to watch this show to get what's going on, the overall big picture of Marvel right. Cinematic Universe. And I think the idea is to show you that. That's the simplest thing. There's no yes. connectivity between the nine episodes of season one to the yep. ultimate MCU in a sense that you have to watch us to get what's going on in Spider-Man in a couple months or in the Eternals in November. Right. It's, it's basically saying 
watch out people things are about to get large and that's what yes. i think they're looking at is that like when when multi multiverse of madness yep. comes out in 2022 with spider-man coming out in december with the eternals entering the picture that this thing is about to get much bigger than you're expecting it to be. Yes. Let's think back to Iron Man 1. The world was so small. It was yeah. Iron Man as a superhero. That's yeah. it. Black Widow was there too, but like Iron Man. And then it slowly started to build to the point where there's Thanos yeah. and there's the intergalactic and all that stuff. Now it's like, okay, that was huge. You're like, oh my God, it's Thanos, other worlds, right? aliens coming from outer space and all that stuff. And then you have all of a sudden where that's not, that's the, that's the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah, this is about to get big, and I think that's what they were saying. What What if will yep. bring to the table is that how big the world, the 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 multiverse is. Well, it, clearly, just one place. It, I mean, again, what's brilliant is it's not the same Doctor Strange, but we get an idea now for people that didn't know. Like, Doctor Strange is crazy powerful. Yes, like crazy powerful. And I mean, this is crazy powerful to the extreme in the what if with like Strange Supreme, which I got to say was badass. I could have watched, I could watch a whole series about just Strange Supreme with the tentacle monsters and the dragons. And, but I think now people are maybe at least going into multiverse of madness going like, oh, like this could be crazy. And they also have talked and we, we haven't seen, we haven't seen the Eternals yet, which I don't think has a lot of connectivity to anything that's going on right now i think it's like they're gonna do their own thing and then slowly at some point like as they start to grow you might see an eternals character in the next movies but i think eternals is gonna be like just like shang chi it's like shang chi and the eternals are these like standalone movies that eventually will connect to everything else yep. but as of right now they're their own movies kind of like iron man was its own movie and then thor was its own movie yes. and so on and they're starting that over again um but who knows the doctor strange people have tried it it's rumors online that doctor strange that's in in uh, no way home could be dark doctor strange right but it could be that he's being tricked into opening some sort of accidental multiverse with tom, right. a tom holland spider-man in the actual movie that that we got introduced to a character that's not a new character in a sense it's just a different version of a character and that now right. he went from an animated character to a real life character in in spider-man no way home those are the kind of things i can't i guess i'm okay with the weird yeah. thing is is that if the multiverse the whole idea was that someone said that like these multiverses that you saw, like what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? Right. Their universes are animated. Like then they look around, they're animated. Like the, the, the life they live is drawings. And that yep. The, yep. the MCU is at large, the bigger live action films would be one of those branches of the multiverses that are real people that are actually like right. humans. And so is that the case? Or is this just a different way of medium of drawing the right. real life thing? Like was this the Captain Carter that you normally would have seen as a human being but it's just the the medium we were given it in, in, which is animation. So yep. I don't know. And that's just makes us think. It makes me love what they're doing over at Marvel. Um, it's just, it's freaking insane to see that we yeah. can even have this as, a, as an option. Uh, Disney Plus, like we mentioned when we did that Disney Plus episode a while back, that yeah. like, this is huge. Like Disney Plus having this platform to release this stuff on, we never would have gotten yeah. this ever if it wasn't for the streaming service of Disney Plus. Because like, even with the Netflix stuff, there's no way Netflix probably would have signed off on something like this and no. let them do that when they were on Netflix and all that stuff. So like, and there's no way this would have been a f feature film. Um, but I'm looking forward to the future of it. I did tell you, I think it was you afterwards. So it's like after watching number five, the zombies episode. Yep. That made me want to, first of all, either a, a, a full feature, even on Disney Plus, doesn't have to be a full feature on major film, animated zombie storyline written yep. and directed by Robert Kirkman. 
because he did the original zombies, Marvel Zombies comic book. Yep. And he knows zombies, obviously, with The Walking Dead. But it also made me want a Walking Dead reboot on Amazon Prime or whatever, gory, swearing, mature rated, yep. R rated animated film or animated series yeah. that follow the comic book more closely with Robert Kirkman at the helm, but the animation yep. they're using over at Disney. I agree. I think that would be badass because you can make it gory. You can make it, you, I mean, the comic book has swearing in it. You could do whatever you want with it, but follow closer like every episode. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's an issue of the comic book or like two issues of the comic book. Like, you know, like it's just like exactly almost word for word from the comic book yeah. so that you can actually get it animated on the screen. That would be badass, but a little tangent there. But Oh, no, I, I think the possibilities with animation are, I mean, I guess we all have known this animation is just not having its heyday right now, but maybe it's time with the new. I just, like I said, I love for you, I mean, you two, some, you know, people that listen to read comics all the time. There's so much of it that like I'd love to see that they're never going to make a movie no. with live action ever. But I just I love the idea of this animation where, I mean, you can literally do the most obscure stories in Marvel on such a lower budget than the live action. And so I think for comic fans, it's like maybe we'll see crazy stuff eventually, like something like Atlantis Attacks, for instance, yep. would be a great animated series. And, they, and they Marvel did do recently, it was within the past six months, opened a animation wing of Marvel Studios. Nice. Awesome. So they are actually starting to do more in-house animation stuff where it's like they know that's the one place they've been lacking in a sense until this series is animation. Yep. That like animation at DC is like vastly superior. And not even just superior, but the storylines they have and the actors they have. I mean, they have yep. freaking Luke Skywalker playing Joker over at DC Exactly. Uh, whereas, you know, Marvel doesn't have, so maybe they can get someone like Jeremy Renner to do a Hawkeye show on Disney Plus that's all fully animated or a, a movie that's Hawkeye that's fully animated, but just have yeah. Jeremy Renner do the voice. And some of them are built for voice acting. Some of them aren't. You can definitely tell on the show there were definitely ones that, just, that lacked a little bit other than the other oh, ones. Yeah. Um, but there were other people who just killed it. And I, I absolutely love the fact that they were voicing their own people. Yeah. And so there wasn't many. I mean, I guess James Spader missing as Ultron kind of sucked. I really wish that James Spader was right. Ultron because that was like, to me again, makes Ultron to the rest of my life. Whenever I read a book that has Ultron on it, I'm going to hear yep. James Spader's voice. Um, but I mean, Mar Ross Marquand did a pretty good job uh, on that as well. So, um, but yeah, they have a future here and I can't wait. And I'm excited for, for season two again, whenever that is. Yep. Uh, but I think that Marvel definitely, I, I personally think if you just take the whole series as a whole and, and, and rate it or whatever, I think they knocked it out of the park. I definitely think there were some pitfalls. There were, oh, some, yeah. there were some things that didn't work and some things that did work, but like as a whole, as the Marvel series yep. as it is, I think they knocked it out of the park for yeah. animation, storyline, yep. length of the season, length of the episodes, the, what they chose to do, what ifs of, uh, I think yep. the first season was, was a near near perfect but not perfect right and i think that's why we've been saying we're trying to do things differently as not just a review like what i mean very rarely can i say something was just good or bad i mean it's yeah. but on this one i feel like it falls like i with you there were a couple plot things at the end maybe too much going on like you said i was thinking anthology the whole way but at the same time the one thing i got to give mcu all the time is it's a weird idea that nobody else would have tried i mean I feel like that was the, an idea if you pitched and every across yeah. the board, most people would have been like, no yeah. way. And you're going to use the voice talent from the movies. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. So like, 
the one thing with Marvel is even if it isn't perfect, it's so new feeling yeah. that I don't care. Like that was one of my favorite comic book adaptations of all time. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, it, it, you know, and you don't have to watch the whole series. Like, I feel like you can, it's nine episodes. They're half an hour each pretty much yeah. like just watch the whole, all of them. But if you don't, I personally think like when T'Challa became Star Lord, Star Lord number episode two, um, the world lost its mightiest heroes is an awesome one. A little twist ending yeah. there on that one. Uh, that's number three. The Doctor Strange, okay, it's like a two, three, four, five, yes. six. We're like, I think, epitome. So you have the world oh, lost his mightiest heroes. Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Zombies, question mark. Zombies. Point. Killmonger uh, rescued Tony Stark. Those ones, I think, were the best. Yep. Watch If you watch episode one, it gives you the simplest, most easy description of what these shows are going to be like. Because it's as simple as, yep. what if one person took the serum except other than another person? So what if the woman, Peggy Carter, took the serum instead of right. the man, Steve Rogers. That's a very simple, easy way to, and I love how they started with that because it's like, you know what happened yep. at Captain America. This is what would have happened if someone else took the serum. Yep. The other ones become a little bit more like you kind of have to know what's going on kind of thing. Um, but that one is as simple as, you know, hey, we're going to lose this serum. I'll jump in there and get it myself. Somebody use it, yeah. happens. So I think, and I agree mostly 100% with you. I would say definitely the, the strange supreme Oh, that's the, number four is, is actually, probably the number one. Which like, is that's actually the number like, one what, if, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart? Hand, heart instead of his hands? Instead of his hands, yep, is the technical thing. But man, I just that whole like straight like Strange Supreme, like I said, I feel like it could have his whole own series. Yeah, and it would be insane with Benedict Cumberpatch as the actor. Oh, that absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did great. I think he did great. Uh, yeah, so that was awesome. So, uh, you know, there's a behind the scenes I'm making of, they're doing those things on Disney plus as well on October 27th. It airs or streams, I should say on Disney plus, which is the, how they made this show. Um, so I don't think they're probably going to do an after every single series of the season of this, but I think that they're doing one just to show how they got the animation together, the actors and all that stuff together and did all that stuff. Uh, and so they're, uh, that's October 27th, uh, 2021 on Disney plus. So you can watch that too. That's pretty cool. Um, but as overall, like I said, overall arching thing, Adam and I are pretty happy with this season. I think we, we would yep. probably be up there in that Rotten Tomatoes critics and, and, and audience score of 93, 94%. Again, yep. as an overall arching show, it's 94% good. There's that 6% yeah. where it's like different things could have been changed um, over the season. But, uh, but no, I, and, so and watch it for... Watch it for the animation, even yeah. if you're like, I don't get it because there's something new that I, I, like you and I can't explain it unless, you know, listeners watch it, but it just feels different. Like, yes, I don't feel like I'm watching and no, not to crap on anybody, but like some yeah. of this, like Star Wars cartoons yeah. back in the day just didn't work for me. They felt too childish too, kind of put like put together sloppily. This does not. This feels like triple A. Absolutely. I, it, it was amazing. And so I think that it's now over. So you can watch all if you're just waiting for it to stream yep. it all, binge it all. It's great. Watch it. I loved it. Anything else you want to add here, Adam? Or are you good? No, I think I'm good. Like I said, I think we could probably go on all week about what if we and could watch her. And yeah. so, so no, I think that, that about covers it for me. But if you, like I said, we wanted to shout out the Friends from Work podcast. So if you do want to listen to an episode by episode breakdown, they have AC Bradley came on at one point. Uh, music, we didn't mention music much because I don't like to get into music that much on here. Uh, they, they're the two guys from the Friends from Work. People are huge music fans. Like they're actually yeah. industry music people. Uh, Laura Cartman did all the sounds or the music for the entire series. And she was able to make new songs, but based off of the original songs 
like when when T'Challa became Star Lord, they used the original Black Panther right. song, but twisted it up a little bit to make it a new song. But you could feel the theme of the original Black Panther song in the in the song, which is badass. So yep. they they've had her on, but they've also done breakdowns of all nine episodes. So go over there and give them a listen to. They're great dudes. Um, they do the episodic by episodic breakdown of every episode. Yep. So which we didn't obviously do. We just did an overarching thing. But yeah, check them out. Um, obviously find us on Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff, Twitter and, uh, Apple and Spotify and all those things as well. Capesandtights.com. Yeah. And tomorrow, this episode drops on Tuesday, October 12th. Tomorrow I talked with David Harper of, uh, off panel podcast. Yes. .com, so that's fun. And then next week, Adam and I talked digital comics versus paper comics. Uh, that we recorded at the Bangor Comic and Toy Con, yep. which was a lot of fun. And if you missed it, go listen to the Dana Snyder one. That was a blast. I keep on talking it to people fun. about that episode. It was so much fun. I just, it's funny. I mean, I don't know if you're like, I don't often re-listen to our yeah. podcasts that often because then I have to listen to myself yeah, talk. Exactly. But I've listened to the Dana Snyder one a couple of times already, just because yeah. like you said, it was it was really funny. If you're a fan of anything Adult Swim related at all or general animation, go listen to it now. It's funny. And, even just to hear his story on how he got the role yes. as Master Shake on Aqua Teen Hunger Force was yep. fascinating as all hell. Uh, I keep on repeating that story to other people here and there. I just stopped saying it. I said, like, go listen to the podcast. Don't listen to me. Yeah, listen to the podcast. <laughs> listen to the data center directly. Um, so, and then he did a project that he, we record. Adam and I had to go to uh, Seasons in Bangor at the Comic-Con and did this special recording of voices for an episode of a TV show that's coming out here in the future. When that episode drops, he's going to text me back and tell me what episode that is. And we'll have them back on to talk about that too. So check out the Dana Snyder one for oh, yeah. sure. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And then we have a big one coming up that we don't want to announce yet, but we will at some point, um, which is a huge episode for us. We're really excited. Uh, and, and so we're excited for that one coming up here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, this is in the what if review of season one. So we'll come back and do another episode, uh, episode on season two when that does come out. Um, yep. But for right now, that wraps up season one of what if. Sweet, man. You know what? Have fun for the rest of the time you're in in in, in the, the inter internet deficit of the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this fixed before I before I leave. It's it's my number one priority now. Well, you're the son-in-law. You're supposed to do stuff like this, right? I think that's officially my job. Yeah. <laughs> my parents still text me. I'm like, I was a technical support internet person or network person ten years ago, and my parents are still like, yeah. my network's not working. I'm like, I live. You live in Connecticut. I live in Maine. Yeah. Call someone from Connecticut. Like, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. While uh, you're here, exactly. Nothing's been working. But yeah, yeah. Can you get to work? <laughs> yeah, get in the you have to pay for your room and board somehow, right? <laughs> Sweet man, I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the week, everybody, and check out tomorrow's episode. Stay in tomorrow's episodes. Subscribe and all that stuff too. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. We'll see you soon.